Hello, I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Pit. So I've calmed down a little bit. The dust has begin to has begun to settle, and um, I've been having a few call-ins with some sage advice from the listeners. For anybody that didn't catch my last episode, I was all fired up and kind of shocked and annoyed following a incident of friendly fire in our D&D game and uh, I decided to record an episode basically devoted to getting things off of my chest Hey Colin, this is Larry, follow me and die Yeah, uh, friendly fire stinks I've got uh, or had a character in another campaign that uh, our very first session got people with bows shooting into combat and of course my guy gets hit in the back he was fortunate to have the highest hp of everybody in the group uh but if you get hit with an arrow at first level you're probably going to go down if you get hit again and i was like no quit shooting into combat you're going to kill these guys they're only first level so it's it's a tough one um so your scenario with the dm i guess you try to need to talk to the guy but it sounds like you did and well i don't know that's a tough one hang in there hey colin it's uh robert dm dad um just uh i was listening to uh your episode about the friendly fire on my way to, to run my uh, OD&D game. Um, so I'm only calling in uh, to respond now. But, I mean, without without knowing the player in question, I, you know, my comment's only worth so much. But I personally, I'm, I'm not keen on friendly fire and, and stuff like that and PvP things at the table. I'm a believer in the... The PCs are all on the same team. They need to work together. I don't I don't go for either, you know, combat between the PCs. I don't even like role-playing arguments between them. That stuff kind of triggers my anxiety. I feel like, you know, you guys all need to be a team. You all need to be friends. You all need to be on the same side. Hey, Colin. Rich from Cockatrice Nuggets again. Man, I don't envy you with this problem. Um, when there's a problem player at the table, it's really hard to talk to, right? Um, a lot of people look at to the DM for responsibility for that, but again, but oh, the DM's only one player at the table, right? So it's okay for another player to step up and take responsibility for this. So I would say, um, you tell your kids, hey, sometimes you're gonna have a bad session. That doesn't mean the next session's gonna be bad. Let's give it another shot and see how this next session goes. When you get there, you say, hey, so this friendly fire situation, I understand that it was kind of an accident. Yeah, you did do a lot of damage, but let's not have that happen again, okay? Let's, if, if someone's going to get caught in the line of fire, let's have an agreement to have them agree first to being hit. Um, and that's really all you can do. If the next session goes well, then hey, everything is good. If the next session doesn't, then you might want to drop out. Um, sorry, can't be more help. Good luck, man. Let us know how it goes. Hey, Colin, it's Cody M. I was just uh, calling in on your last episode. Um, man, that kind of rough to hear. Uh, I know those instances, uh, friendly fire and such, are hard to deal with. Um, I can understand if it's a tactical error, but it sounds to me like this was a pretty outright decision by the player and not tactical error. 
um, I guess I would suggest probably talking to your GM and then the player themselves. Um, I guess just let them know why you think it was wrong and, you know, if it made your kids upset especially and if you're playing with other children, just let them know, you know, you're all there to have a good time and not beat each other up. That's what the bad guys are for. So, um, anyway, I hope your next session goes better, but I'll talk to you later. Hey, Colin. Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor. Very interesting episode, actually. Very pertinent, and it's a tough one to answer. And then it just depends on you and your personality and what you expect out of a play. I know in the past where I've had players uh, that I was playing with that I didn't enjoy, I just basically, you know, just recently just decided, well, you know, this game's not for me. I'm going to pass on it, and I left. In the past, so when it was more, I guess, my game, and someone was acting not along with what the party wanted to do, just talk to them. But if you didn't seem interested, then we'd be like, well, me, you know, and then all this is easier said than done. I understand that. Yep, I'm running out of time, Colin. I'll call you back. Well, wow, so quite a response. I was quite bowled over with everybody calling in and um, a mixture of advice and condolences, I think. Uh, there was a second part to Tim, uh, Tim Shorts. He called in with a, a two-foot and so did Rich Fraser. There was a first part to um, Rich's comments. But both of them got quite passionate and <laughs> um, as my... My youngest son, he listens to all these episodes. I thought for, um, I thought I should probably take some editorial control as there was a, a few f bombs flying across the airwaves. Uh, but uh, sorry to edit you guys, um, but I haven't worked out how I um, how I don't fall foul of some of these podcast platforms as I'm I'm not sort of rated as well what they deem as explicit um I myself don't particularly have a problem with more colorful language <laughs> but um yeah I don't want to upset anyone okay so uh so let me oh, I just wanted to do a few thank thank you so there's Larry Hamilton was first up um Follow me and die. Got um, Robert Groves, the DM dad. Uh, Rich Fraser, Cockatrice Nuggets. Tim Shorts, Goffridge Manor. All anchorites, and I'm sure you're most familiar with them all. Okay, so I will let anybody. I'll let everybody know how this concludes. Uh, I've got one one more message with a little bit more sage advice. And I think he deserves a special introduction. It's the grandfather of the Anchorites. Hey, Colin. It's Jason Hobbs from Random Screed. I would tell you what I always say is communication is the key. So I would talk to the offending player and see if he can is intending to keep this character playing in that way or does the guy always play that way? What's going on with it? Talk to the GM and ask him what he thinks about it. And I would, you know, 
lay out your concerns and uh, be open-minded about their responses and say, you know, we really intended to play a game where uh, the character group may have some problems occasionally, but they're not of the PvP nature, and uh, you'd rather be playing as a group as opposed to having to deal with each other. And communicate, man. That's that's the key. I, I say that constantly, and I'm saying it again. As always, good episode, man. Talk to you later. So that was Jason Hobbs of Random Screed, as he said, and uh, thanks for calling in, Jason. Um, I thought you was particularly eloquent on this calling, and um, no GPS or van, so I don't know what's going on there. He was obviously hiding out somewhere quiet. <laughs> okay, so that's enough of that subject, and uh, let us move on to some other stuff. Previously, I had asked listeners, and they've responded, relating to kind of hacking 5e and maybe, you know, potentially giving it a little bit more of a OSR OSR type feel. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's got plenty of old school stuff in this edition and uh, it's got a lot of options to tinker with it and um, flavour to the user's taste. So we've had a few call-ins and... um, yeah, some interesting stuff, and even a, a little bit of a, a little bit of uh, contention among the ranks is, uh, especially regarding my thoughts on death saves. That that seems to be, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of not sure about that now. I was going to go to one death save, and it's not been too popular with the with the players that I've talked to. So um, yeah, perhaps we'll start with. The subject of death saves. Hey Colin, Rich from Cockatrice Nuggets. Now I don't know how they came up with death saves, but three seems like a good number to me because of the rules that they have. Uh, first of all, I don't think it'd be good as one because if the monster knocks you down and you're next, then you're screwed. There's nobody in between to administer aid, bring you up, anything like that. Um, maybe there could be some sort of reaction rule you'd add in, but um, that would, that would make your life harder, right? Because you'd have to remember another rule and you'd have to write that rule. Um, so one save seems like too few for me. Um, but I think three, they wrote it that way because if you fail a death save um, by rolling a one, uh, I believe that gets you two death saves. Um, and if you, um, not death save, sorry, death uh, strikes against you, I don't know. Um, also, if a monster crits, you get two. And my minute's up, so that's all i got to say. Yeah, Rich. Um, yep, good and valid points, mate. Good and valid points. Sometimes when I'm doing stuff like this and uh, farting about with rules, I do think to myself, you know, why am I, uh, why am I tinkering with something that's had all this play testing and, you know, has, has had kind of full-time design teams working on it, on it and stuff and you know sometimes sometimes you know perhaps I'm making a mistake but I just I just can't help myself but yeah I know what you're saying maybe maybe they're not that broken um but Robert kind of thinks it's a good idea so let's hear what he's got to say and he's got some ideas on some other stuff as well. Let's 
let's play Robert. Hey, Colin, it's uh, Robert from DM Dad. I'm just thinking about uh, 5e house rules. Um, I like the idea about the death save, about only giving one death save. I think that's a that's a good uh, a good tweak to the system, really increase the drama. Um, some people, in fact, Chuck Thorne was just talking about decreasing how much healing you get from a rest, like maybe only one point a day or something like that, um, a little more old school healing. The thing that I am doing more and more with 5e is I'm I'm doing more passive skill checks. I'm I'm basically allowing passive checks for almost all the skills. You can always volunteer an active check, but I just go by the passive score because I just feel like a lot of people are just rolling and rolling and rolling until they get the number they want. And that's not really using your gamer brain. That's just using random occurrence. Cheers, Robert. Um, yeah, death saves. Wow, so I'm totally confused now. I don't know which way I'm going to go on that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I like the thought of the drama, but um, I can I can also see Rich's point where I might just be knackering up other rules and causing myself more problems. So yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna time out on that one. Um, but you you bring some other interesting points to the table. The uh, the passive skills thing is something I've heard a few people extending. You know the, the the passive perception to encompass more skills, and um, yeah, that rolling and rolling thing that goes on with certain checks, and you know when they fail, you know can we do it again? And yeah, you can get really into the weeds with um, with some of that stuff. And I, I I thought about other passive checks. I'm trying to think which. Oh yeah. Um, Stealth, stealth's a bit funny, you know. If uh, if if you're trying to be stealthy and and you roll like a two, you know, you know you haven't been stealthy, and um, you're straight away inclined to go on the defensive. I mean, I don't need to label this point. Everybody who's listening knows what I'm talking about. I'm sure, but uh, you know, it takes a very good role player to kind of ignore some of that dice rolling and and you know play you know play as if everything in the garden's rosy and they're being stealthy despite that terrible roll oh you know um so yeah th- that's one where a passive check would be pretty cool um yeah yeah passive checks um yeah there's a lot of mileage with those and that would be something I'd like to hear some other people's thoughts on that and uh I I know it I know it gets done I've listened to other podcasts where people use them I can't think where um I'm thinking maybe gaming and BS has talked about it Jason might have talked about it because I know we're we're rehashing a lot of stuff that is is covered <laughs> Years ago, in his his podcast, the back catalog, extensive podcast back catalog. Uh, shout out to you there, Mister Hobbs. Um, yeah. What was the other thing? Oh, I know. Yep, the old the old classic healing and sort of five E's super fast superhuman healing. Uh, well, 
There's, I think there's two or three other versions in the DMG. Can't remember if there's some stuff in the players or not, but alternative healing systems included in 5e um, to make your game more gritty or make your game more epic. And um, it's, I think it's quite good that they've included some rule variants. You know, um, and that once again, I, I am a little bit wishy-washy on things like this because I can't decide on stuff, you know. Uh, sometimes I like a game that really nails their colours to the mast and says this is how it's to be played and sometimes I kind of respect that kind of um, um, you know forthright attitude and then other times I quite like a set of rules that give you a bit of a toolkit and you know say yeah no do this do that dial it to suit um, because sometimes I think that's almost a little bit wishy-washy and the designers are not set on what it is they're trying to do and they've kind of like blurred the focus of the game and I don't always like that but ah oh man it just depends what mood you're in and, and, and what you're looking for on the day so unfortunately I'm pretty flaky about stuff like that but in this instance I'm glad it's in the DMG and um, I fully intend to try the, um, the, the more gritty version uh, I forget how it works now I think it basically nerfs the short rest and long rests become more like short rests and you can also do a thing where you have to use kind of um our healing packs or healers kits or whatever it is you know like a first aid kit basically medical supplies when you um when you take short rests so a dependence a dependent dependency on healing kits or something uh, but that's in there and uh you know that that might be worth a little look at but then uh, you're introducing a little bit more bookkeeping and you know i quite like the um mind you i could uh i could do a usage die thing like with that like i'd like they've got in um sharp swords and sinister spells untold adventures has got a similar thing and a black hack you know so I've, I've got hankering to do something with that usage die idea anyway uh thanks for calling in robert excellent points as always and um as an aside i know you ran your game last night and hope that went well and i uh, look forward to hearing uh, a little bit about it from you Hey, Colin, it's Cody M. again. I was just calling in with another um, idea for a 5th edition house rule or change. Um, it seems like pretty much all of the races have dark vision, um, which to me is kind of lame because uh, I really like the use of torches. I feel like it makes dungeon crawling or exploring dark places or at night a little more dynamic. Like you have to make the decision. Do you want to use a torch and possibly attract something or alert whatever's out there to your presence, or do you want to fumble around in the dark and try and take a more stealthy approach? Whereas with 5th edition, that's, you know, no longer the case. You don't need torches because everyone can see in the dark for 60 feet, um, which is, yeah, kind of lame to me. So anyway, that's that's my thought and probably something I'll look into making changes on. Um, well, I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. 
So that's Cody the Mysterious. M for Mysterious. Uh, it's not actually Mysterious. We have found out his true identity, but if I told you what that was, he might have to kill me. Uh, but yes, it is, it is <laughs> quite funny that the Mysterious Cody would be interested in lurking in the darkness of dungeons and doing away with Infravision. Um, perhaps then he could blow out players' torches and plunge them into darkness in a true OSR style Uh So, yeah, I definitely, definitely am in favour of nerfing Dark Vision. Um, and it is something that I went into, we, was discussed with the listeners Whoa, a few, uh, hmm, a, probably a fair few episodes ago now. I, I reckon probably around about the tw- episode twenty-ish sort of mark. Um, we're talking about infravision and uh, and looking at um, back over some of the old rule sets, BX and beyond. Uh, I think Holmes might have uh, been quoted, and uh, Frank Turfler was weighing in with some. Um, good quotes that got me back to the books and inspired me to look out some of my old books and delve into Infravision. So if you haven't heard them episodes, Cody, um, perhaps check them out. You might find them interesting. But uh, yeah, definitely there's some fun to be had messing with Infravision. So that about sums things up. I've got nothing more to add. I'd just like to thank everybody who's called in and made the episode what it is. Thank my listeners. And, um, yeah, if anybody's got anything else to add about the 5e hacks and stuff, I definitely want to keep that keep that topic going for a while and uh, hopefully get a few more contributions from a few other folks or anybody who's called in and has more ideas. Yeah, keep, keep, keep on coming and... Maybe let us know how you've got on with stuff you've tried out. Uh, yeah, let's, let's keep the conversation going. Also, I'd like to mention I will keep everybody informed of how negotiations go regarding the infamous Ask Kalon, as I call him now, and his and the friendly fire incident. Um, Fed has contacted the our friend who's running the game and we're going to have a discussion at the beginning of Monday session so everybody that um, suggested that we should talk it through um, Jason in particular communication is the key mate and yes rest assured we will be communicating and hopefully um, no punches will be thrown <laughs> Uh, but no, no, no. We'll we'll sort it all out before we carry on. We're going to close. We're going to close out that campaign uh, next session anyway. So it'd be a bummer to go out on a on a rubbishy note. And then our Fed's going to be running some ICRPG, I believe. Uh, so I'll still be in the players' chair for a little while. But that, but that's fine. So yep. Thanks, thanks everybody. Look after yourselves and. Uh, I'll be back soon.